presence is not just stage presence. It is also about what you say. And it's about having something good to say, something that is insightful and unique. It's insightful so that it really demonstrates the depth of domain of your knowledge, but it's unique so that they will have never heard it quite said like that before. I'm Dr. Grace Lee, and you're listening to the Career Revisionist Podcast for executives, team leaders, people managers, and ambitious professionals from all backgrounds. It's for those among us who can't stay stagnant and admire anyone who demonstrates exponential growth. We challenge ourselves to step out of our comfort zone and into higher levels of leadership, and we are determined to rise confidently in our industry so that we can make our greatest contribution using our knowledge and expertise. We've worked hard to become great at what we do, but only so we can achieve the goals that give our lives meaning and purpose. And while we persevere through a college education to get us here with our technical skills, we understand that to get to the next level where we desire to be, it requires a different kind of skills. We're not comfortable with failure because we experience satisfaction when we are advancing. And while some of us work well under pressure, all of us perform the best when we are part of a winning team. And instead of just hoping to achieve what's important to us, we choose to become a more optimized version of ourselves to make it happen. We're not just A players. We are A plus players, and we are the source of consistent output that makes positive advancements in the world around us. As a communications coach for more than 10 years, one of the most common requests that I get is help on improving presentation skills. Right? So that's why I was inspired by the work that I did presently helping somebody to give a huge presentation at a convention for their workplace in front of an audience of 2,000 people. And that inspired me to create this video for you today. So in this video, what I want to share with you is how to give a great presentation at work. And I'm going to use the acronym PRESENT, P-R-E-S-E-N-T. I'm going to use that acronym PRESENT to give you a step-by-step -step game plan, a blueprint on how you can improve your presentations. Number one, PRESENT is P. So the first step is P for presence, right? You got to develop a stage presence, right? You ever heard, how many of you have heard the saying that every, you know, every business is show business, right? In essence, show business is where you kind of have a stage presence. And when someone was to meet you casually for coffee at a, at a coffee shop, the way that they see you and your energy, the way you show up is a little bit different from your stage presence energy. Stage presence is that is where you have to be a little bit bigger than where you are at when it comes to a casual conversation or a social networking conversation. That's what stage presence means. This is developing. So how do you do that? The first step is really to develop a level of self-awareness. Because let's face it, oftentimes we, are, we feel that we're overly self-aware and that's what prevents us from having that stage presence because we're overly self-aware. But I submit to you that it's not about overly self-aware. We're not overly self-aware. We're overly other people aware, right? Isn't that true? We're overly aware of what other people might be thinking, how other people might be looking at us, if they furrow their eyebrows a little bit, or if they give us a little bit of a glare. We're overly aware of others, not overly aware of self. So let's, let's keep this in context here. So that's why it's not about, it's not the issue of being overly self-aware. It is not being self-aware enough. There is a concept in neuroscience called proprioception, right? Proprioception is our brain's ability to really know what position your body is in, in space. 
So in other words, if you were to close your eyes and somebody were to move your arms and legs to move your head a certain way, even if you couldn't see your body, you still know exactly what position your limbs are in or what position your head or if your body is twisted, you know, because your brain has proprioception. It knows, it can give feedback to you what position your whole body is in relative to other body parts. So proprioception also applies to stage presence. It also applies to having complete self-awareness. Because when you are giving a presentation, it's not just going to be about what you say. It's also about how you show up. How do you stand there? How do you deliver your content? How do you connect with your audience? How do you move your hands? Where do you place your feet? What position is your head? All of these things make up your stage presence. Of course, presence is not just stage presence. It is also about what you say. And it's about having something good to say, something that is insightful and unique, right? It's insightful so that it really demonstrates the depth of domain of your knowledge, but it's unique so that they will have never heard it quite said like that before, or maybe they've never heard anything like that before. So you have something insightful and unique to say, but you also must say it well. And that makes up the first P, which is the first step, which is your presence, right? Whether it be executive presence, stage presence, it really is just your presence. So that's step number one, presence. Step number two, PR, present. So R is for revelation. Step number two is revelation. The greatest asset you have when you're on stage is the people in the room, right? And now I know I use the word stage, but I'm not, I'm not just talking about you. It's not just about if you are on big stages of 2000 people or more, or if there's a lights, camera, action. That's not what I mean by stage. Stage could be the front of the classroom. It could be the head position on the boardroom table. That is still your stage. And the greatest asset you have when you're on any stage is the people in the room. So, you have to be able to reveal something. You have to give them a revelation. Because when you do that, it makes them ready to listen more when you give them a revelation. Right? They are there to make a change. They're there to have some sort of transformation and improvement in something. Right? There is an intent behind your presentation. You're not just presenting something for fun. Right? It is not just an entertainment factor. You're presenting something with the hopes of achieving a certain outcome, a payoff for them. You're there to make a change and they know it. They're there because they want to change, but they may not know the steps they need to take. They're not there for more information. They're there to learn your insights, your perspectives, to help them to make that transformation and sustain that transformation. So this is where you got to give them that revelation. But I get it. You have a mountain of knowledge, maybe 10 plus years of education. And this is where it is key to have the wisdom not to cover too much ground. Limit the scope of your presentation to what is the intent of your presentation? What are the exact deliverables? So therefore, they know what they can expect after having heard you speak. And how can you explain what you were there to explain in that allotted time? So that is the second step, revelation. Step number three, so present, P-R-E. E is for energy. There's a few different types of energy that you want to bring into the room with you. Number one is learning energy. You've got to have the learning energy because people are ready to take action. Every time they learn something new, they, it makes them more susceptible to take action. 
had you ever heard in business, there's a saying that says the best customer is an informed customer because education transforms. Sometimes the one thing standing in the way of them saying yes or taking action or buying into your idea is that they're not informed enough. They don't have a particular piece of knowledge. So you got to bring that learning energy. The second type of energy is fun energy. And yes, even in the boardroom, you want to bring fun energy. And when I say fun energy, I'm not referring to balloons, streamers, music, dancing. No, no, not the, not the traditional fun energy. What I mean is your enthusiasm, your enthusiasm of being there, sharing this with them, right? Giving the a light energy in the room that they are, they sense your enthusiasm and therefore they are also enthusiastic to hear from you. So that is fun energy because you want them to learn, but a bored mind never learns. How many of you can relate to that? Being in a classroom, right? Sometimes for those of you who are listening to this and you recognize that you're nodding your head and you're thinking, well, yeah, when I was in college or in high school, I was so bored by my teachers standing and talking at me. I couldn't learn a thing. And of course not because a bored mind does not learn. A bored mind cannot be educated. And so that's why you want to bring fun energy. Because if this was boring to them, they would have made a subconscious choice to multitask or maybe to daydream a little bit or somehow not pay attention to what you have to say. So if you are the presenter, you're the leader, it's your responsibility to bring that energy. The third type of energy is a safe energy. This is where you as a leader, as the presenter, be sure that the room is a safe environment where no one feels vulnerable. No one feels stupid. No one feels unintelligent for asking a question or for sharing their vulnerability. Or, and, and most of all, so that they do not feel left out just because they want to be authentic. So this is your responsibility to ensure that is that it has those safe energy in the room. And the last type of energy is a buying energy for when it's time to make a decision, approve the budget, buy into your idea, consider your recommendation, right? Increase the headcount, make a new hire, right? That is the currency, right? Your currency may not be money. Maybe it is. Maybe your currency is that you want them to say yes to something, or you want them to approve something or to sign on the dotted line. That may be the currency you're asking for. That's the buying energy. They need buying energy for when it's time to make that decision, but you bring the energy out of them, right? So that is step number three is energy. And step number four, P-R-E-S, S is for service. This is where you got to focus on what your audience is going to get out of your presentation. They're there for a reason. They're giving you that time for a reason. So what are they going to get out of it? Don't make it about impressing them or demonstrating your intelligence, because when you have that come from that mindset, you're making it about you. But this is about service. How are you going to serve them? Make it about them. Because here's the thing. You don't need to prove your intelligence. You don't need to show them how smart you are because your expertise is already assumed, right? They hired you for a reason. They already saw your resume. They already are expecting you to be intelligent. They expect it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given you the job offer. So your role is not to impress them or to prove your intelligence. Your expertise is already assumed. So this is about being in service. But how do you communicate effectively how you can serve them? So now if you are serious about learning this skill, how you can be persuasive, how you can sell, how you can, you know, give them a revelation by sharing something insightful, how do you create content? If you want to develop this skill set, then I'm here for you. 
right? All you have to do is below this video, on the first link below this video, there is a link to apply for my coaching program. And this is where I'm going to help you step-by-step take you through the frameworks on how to develop great content, on how to be persuasive when you speak, on how to be able to say things well, to come up with great content, never run out of things to say, and for for you to be able to bring that buying energy. I'm going to show you step-by-step how to do that. So if that is you and you're serious to becoming a leader in your industry or have, have an executive level position, executive presence, then I invite you to book a call. This is not for you if you are just at the beginning stages of your career, or if you're a student or a recent graduate, then this is not for you. But only if you are serious to be a leader in your industry, you're an established career professional, then I invite you to book a call and I look forward to seeing you on the inside. And we're not done yet. There's two more steps. We were just on step four, and that is service. Step five, present, P-R-E-S-E, E E is for engaging. This is your opportunity to promote learning. Don't just teach or tell. You got to encourage participation because your content is important. It attracts people to you. But what's really important is the work you get them to do while you're presenting. When they participate, this is when they truly are internalizing your content, internalizing what you have to bring, right? You can use stories in your presentation and your audience then will be even more likely to engage and to remember you and to remember your points afterwards, right? So that is step number five is to be engaging. The best way to engage is to get them to participate. Get them to participate. Don't just be there developing talking momentum. You want them to be in momentum as well. When they participate, they are also in momentum, And it also feeds back into the buying energy. So last step, but before I get there, I want to remind you, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to my channel. If you liked what I'm saying or resonated with what I'm saying, give me a thumbs up, subscribe to my channel. Remember also to ring the bell, click that bell below so that you can be notified every time I release a new video. Step number six, we have P-R-E-S-E-N. So step number six is N and N is for novelty right? The meaning and the definition of novelty means new, everything to do with new, right? So when you are a great presenter, one of the reasons, two of the reasons why your audience will follow you as a great presenter is because number one, you're telling them something they don't already know, which goes back to the revelation we talked about in step number two. But the second reason why your followers, your audience will follow you as a great presenter is because you're telling them something that they have heard that they already might have heard of before, but you're saying in a way that they've never heard of before. So this is about finding new ways of saying things, new and ways of saying things that they never heard that particular angle before, they never heard that particular perspective before, or this is my favorite, my personal favorite, they've never heard those two seemingly unrelated topics being stitched together like that, like that before, right? So this is your ability to be able to give your audience a new experience. So that's what a mark of a great presenter does. And the last step, We have present, P-R-E-S-E-N-T, and T is for truth-giving. If you want to be effective at serving your audience, you want to be effective at positioning yourself as a leader, effective at developing self-confidence, this is about operating on a principles level. Principles are the truth. Ground your understanding of processes and systems in the truth. Ground your understanding of yourself in the truth. Ground your understanding of your value to the truth and speak the truth. Give them the truth. 
Because wouldn't you agree that we live in a society right now where it is really difficult to trust? It's really difficult to know who is genuine or sincere. It's really difficult to do that. And it really requires a certain skill set, a certain amount of self-control, wisdom, and even emotional quotient, high EQ, to truly be able to speak the truth in someone else's life. So if you are that person for somebody, this is genuinely how you help people to have that transformation. And one of the biggest things that I do for my clients in my executive coaching program is that I speak the truth in their life. Because let's face it, you're not looking for more information. You're not looking for all the fluffy stuff that's out there in the articles that are on the internet that you can search it for, but it doesn't really make a huge difference. You're looking for something game-changing. The truth is game-changing. The truth is what sets you free. The truth is what gives you perspective that you never had before. The truth is what allows you to make decisions that make sense today and they continue to make sense in the future. Sometimes we don't know what the truths are because we're so used to going only a little bit deep. And we sometimes are afraid to seek the truth. And it takes being It takes being involved with somebody else. It takes someone else to guide us, to be able to have the courage and the relationship with you to speak the truth. And that's what a coach does. And I promise you, every single single time in my experience, when I speak the truth to the clients in my executive coaching program, this is when they really, truly begin to see the value of what they have. And they are better able to strategize their next steps. So speak from the truth. Speak the truth, but don't just speak the truth. Speak from the truth. And when you do that, all of a sudden, there's no performance to make. You see, I don't need to perform. This is who I am. If any one of you met me, run out to me on the street or make a trip to visit me or come to one of my conferences and you met me in person, you will find that I'm exactly the same as I am right now. The way that I talk, the way that I the way that I present myself, the way that I look, I'm exactly the same because this is the truth. I ground my principles in the truth. I ground my actions in the truth, my decisions in the truth. And therefore there's no performance to make because I don't need to impress. I'm not trying to impress. I'm here to serve. So let me hear from you. Comment below. What was your key takeaway from this video and what are you going to implement next?